Thank you and welcome to the podcast series, Conversations with Delta, sponsored by the Midland Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, a service sorority founded in 1913. Hello, my name is Lisa Williams, and I am today's podcast host. Joining me is my sorority sister and Midland Alumni Chapter member, Linda Holland. Linda and I are part of the Social Action Committee in our chapter, one of several committees providing programming to our service area, which includes Midland, Bay City, Mount Pleasant, and Freeland. Between January and April, our chapter will provide a series of podcast episodes and community forums to discuss racial awareness, identity, inequity, and opportunities to improve our community engagement and partnership. The medium for this exploration and discussion will be the book, Disintegration, The Splintering of Black America by Eugene Robinson. Welcome, Linda. So glad to have you today. Thank you for joining. And let's Thank you, get, Lisa. Yes, let's get to our discussion. So I have a few questions for you and so excited to give you the opportunity to share your experience uh, in the Midland community. But first, let's talk a little bit about Delta. So how long has Delta Sigma Theta been in the Midland community and what are some of the most memorable programs? Again, I'd just like to say thank you, Lisa, for um, having me on your show. I'm really happy to do this. Um, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is an international public service organization with a focus on sisterhood scholarship and service. You know, we have over 300,000 members internationally. Now, the Midland Alumni Chapter was chartered on March 17, 1984, by 12 dynamic Deltas who lived in Midland. This year marks the 37th year in the community. We were all young in our late 20s and 30s, but we knew that the sisterhood that we were a part of before moving to Midland was a commitment that we wanted to continue as a chapter in the community that we now called home, which was Midland, Michigan. I'd like to share just a little bit about the charter members, if I may. Please. And this is really, really interesting. We were all college educated women. Most of us were just starting our careers. Half of us were married with young children. Half of us were graduates of HBCUs. Over 75% of us were transplants from other states. But we were all Deltas and the sisterhood that we shared brought us together for a bond that is still here today in the Midland community 37 years later. What are some of the most memorable programs that I can think of? Well. Over the years, we have had so many wonderful programs and our focus has always aligned with national programming. In the early years, our programming heavily centered around educational development, economic development, and cultural awareness. So I personally have fond memories of, let's see, our Super Saturday STEM program which stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. We worked with preschoolers through high school students. And we started that when we first got chartered, Lisa. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm so proud to say that our chapter received recognition and an award for this STEM program by the national organization. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my next fond memory would be that how we celebrated Black History Month, as they like to say back in the day. <laughs> um, we annually put up bulletin boards in schools around the cities that highlighted the achievements of African-Americans, both historically and locally. Mm -hmm. And we did that for many, many years. I also remember our African-American holiday bazaars. That was our economic and cultural focus. And we sold African attire and, and prints and jewelry. And it was so much fun. We even had fashion shows. Wow. Now, one of the real, real highlights for me is that the Midland Alumni Chapter sponsored the first and only Cotillion Battalion Ball in Midland for our African-American youth in 1999. This was extremely successful, but a challenge in a community like Midland. Uh -huh. And finally, within the last 10 years, the Midland chapter has, take, has taken the region by storm when we bought the Collage Dance Collective of Memphis, Tennessee to the Midland Center for the Arts, which is a, a ballet company. And we brought them to Midland on two separate occasions and both performances were extremely successful. Now, I know you asked about fond memories, but I'd like to just say currently, we have updated our Super Saturday program, mm -hmm. which is now our Saturday stream program. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've added reading and art. Mm -hmm. And so now the acronym is for Science, Reading, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. Mm -hmm. We are excited about the apparent component that we've added, which has taken the program to a whole new level. And those are my fond memories. What beautiful, fond memories. I mean, this organization in the Midland community has an amazing history. And it's so important that we use mediums like this one to capture that um, right. and educate, right? Educate um, newer members of our, uh, of our community about the history of Delta um, and the contributions we've made. So, you know, those are some wonderful reflections, but we've also had our um, challenges, right? And yes. when you think about Delta Sigma Theta and the role of the sorority has played regarding race relations in Midland, um, what do you recall there? Maybe any specific, uh, again, experiences or special partnerships over the years um, where we've attempted to uh, address the situation? Well, that's a very interesting question. And, um, you know, I, I pondered on it for a while, but... So the way I'd like to answer that is, is to say that one of the roles that um, the Midland Deltas have played in race relations in Midland is that we um, committed to work, partner, and mm -hmm. financially support community agencies and nonprofits. Mm -hmm. For example, we annually partner with the American Cancer Society's Go Red for Women. And with that partnership, we're working with community members forming relationships, which is a step toward positive race relations. Mm -hmm. Also, the Midland Area Community Foundation, we've done the same thing with them, the Midland Center for the Arts, and the Shelter House of Midland are just other examples of organizations that we've worked with in a close, intimate setting to encourage um, the building of race relations in Midland. 
So it's very interesting. Uh, obviously, again, we've got examples of, of really, really good partnerships. And what I've learned about this chapter is absolute recognition that in order to be effective in the Midland community, you absolutely need to understand um, the partners that are already there, right? That's and correct. Working, and working with them, um, both as we share both of our perspectives, our stories, um, understanding each other's backgrounds and platforms so that we can come together and galvanize all of our efforts for the, for the greater good. And it's been really great learning about that in Midland. And it's a reciprocal relationship, as you pointed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it absolutely mm -hmm. is. And you know what, Linda, that's, that it's no, no doubt the reason why when we designed this program, we immediately added in reaching out to our partners, right? And, and you can attest to this, um, our very early committee meetings about shaping this event and what we wanted to do and how we wanted to impact the community. The very next thought was, who do we need to partner with? And as you've already mentioned, the Midland Center for the Arts, uh, the Midland Area Community Foundation, they've been partners with us before, so they were likely ones to go to um, in, in this vein. So very, very happy that we were able to partner with them again. Yes, we certainly are. Mm -hmm. So Linda, in thinking about all those great programs, if you had to give a few simple examples to quantify our contribution to the community, what would they be? Okay. Yes, I can certainly quantify um, our impact and um, I'm very, very excited about being able to do that. And thanks for the question. Mm -hmm. Our chapter really is financially generous. We have given over $100,000 collectively to local community agencies, such as, but not limited to, the Midland Emergency Food Pantry, the Midland Historical Society, Family and Children's Services of Midland, and the American Red Cross in support of the work that they're doing in the community. Additionally, we have given over, and listen now, we have given over $125,000 in academic scholarships to wow. Midland students so that they can attend college. Hmm. And finally, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. And I <laughs> thought about this and um, tried to come up with some calculations, but it's very hard to do when you have a 37 year history. But I'd say this, because of the joy in our sisterhood, the mm -hmm. power in our voices mm -hmm. and the service in our hearts, yes. I am certain that through our programs, our chapter has spent over 100,000 hours serving our communities since our chartering in 1984. And I am very, very um, proud to share that information with you and others. And it is absolutely beautiful because um, even if we were counting hours spent in commu community events and committee meetings and official business meetings and everything else we do, I'm pretty sure it would far eclipse 100,000 hours, but let's just go with that, okay? I know, I was, I was being very <laughs> modest here. <laughs> we're, just, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna go with that. And actually, when you think about that, right, because we know that um, uh, service in Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated is absolutely a lifetime commitment. It is. You have absolutely been a lifetime Delta. So let's think about your personal, reflections and, and just give us some of your personal experiences, Linda, in Midland, right? Through DST, but also individually, 
you know, some of your biggest influences and, and what's really driven your commitment to service in the community? Okay, well, personally, my experience in Midland has been greatly enhanced by being connected with my sorors. Mm -hmm. You know, with being a Delta, you know, they are my family, they're my sisters. Mm-hmm. So, but, but honestly, also my experience in Midland is strongly connected to my family, my mm-hmm. husband, my son, mm-hmm. and my grandson. Mm-hmm. Doing things with my family is basically what I do. My sons played high school sports, hockey, football. They also ran track. My husband served on the Midland Public School Board. Midland is a family town. Mm-hmm. So my experience is mostly Um, evolved around doing things with my family but even still as an individual I really struggled with figuring out where I fit in in -hmm. this community Mm -hmm. because my comfort level in all honesty is within the black community I attend church in Saginaw and I belong to many organizations and associate with many groups in Saginaw my most successful professional career was outside of Midland. Hmm. I feel the freest to be myself when I'm not in Midland. Mm -hmm. Yet this is where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an interesting dynamic for me. Mm -hmm. And for others. And and for others. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. However, I did allow myself and I was really um, pleased to serve on several boards and committees in Midland. Mm -hmm. For example, I was a board member for for, um, Family and Children's Services of Midland, Mm -hmm. Um, the Cultural Awareness Committee Mm -hmm. with the Community Foundation. I even served on the Midland Public Schools Diversity Committee. And that's Mm -hmm. just to name a few that I can Mm -hmm. remember. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the time when I would be involved in things on the community, it pretty much would be something along the lines of diversity or, or race relations mm-hmm. or sports. That's been my personal experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're expecting something a little bit more, but when I think of and ponder the question, that's what I come up with. So Linda, what has been the biggest influence on you and your drive to service this community? Um, Interesting question. I would say that the biggest influence on my drive to serve this community was developed through my lived experience actually as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And it's twofold. Mm -hmm. First, and I ask that you bear with me, Mm -hmm. my dad was in the Navy. So growing up, I was considered a military brat. Mm. I spent most of my formative years on the West Coast in San Diego and in what is now known as Silicon Valley. My drive to serve the community started when I attended Mountain View High School in Mountain View, California. But listen to this. I spent most of my time attending rap sessions at De Anza and or Foothill College which were led by dashiki-wearing brothers with afros. Yeah, 
I mean, that was what we did. We sneak yeah. off from the campus, from school, or we just hang out there whenever we had free time. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister, mm-hmm. we would spend a lot of time also in East Palo Alto or in Oakland. We saw the need of the communities there and volunteered to help out whenever we could get a ride to hand out clothing and food. Then I attended the HBCU, Norfolk mm-hmm. State University, mm-hmm. and I observed what the Deltas were doing on campus and knew that I could continue to serve my community with an organization of black women who shared my values. Now I share this because in many ways, demographically, Midland is like Mountain View, California. Mm-hmm. I am a minority here and I was a minority there, mm-hmm. but I found a way to make a connection with women who looked like me, the Deltas, and was able to find joy in serving together with my sorors for the community good. But secondly, my mother is a church going woman. I was raised in the church, whether we were on the military base in a chapel or we drove to the nearest Baptist church. My mom made sure that we attended. And so the spiritual teachings of love your neighbor, looking out for the poor and giving back to your community is deeply rooted in me. This Christian upbringing had a tremendous influence on my desire to serve and to give back to the community. That is absolutely beautiful. And let me just say amen. To be amen. In the church. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you for that. The last question I have for you absolutely pulls on that reflection. And, and considering all that we have been through um, as a community, speaking from the perspective of Midland and broader United States, right? That everything we've experienced, particularly um, with the killing of George Floyd in uh, late May of uh, 2020 and uh, everything that has happened before and, and even since then, right? With all your reflections and experiences, what hope do you have for uplifting racial equity um, in this region? Well, Lisa, my hope for uplifting racial equity in the Great Lakes Bay region is firmly set in uh, my ability to have open, or in our ability, the community's ability, Mm -hmm. to have open and honest discussions about race. You know, we have to address what I consider the elephant in the room. Otherwise, it just sits there. Mm-hmm. I know we can do this. And I'm so proud of the young adults in our community who have mm-hmm. stood up mm-hmm. and are standing on what I consider the right side of right. And my hope is that the Deltas, with strength and grace, will play an important part in this discussion. So I'd like to just say under the leadership of our current chapter president, Mary Henley, we are now embarking on an exciting social action program of community conversations that will examine the state of Black America. Linda, thank you so much for that. Um, uh, you know, again, your, your reflections, your perspective, you've had so much um, uh, matriculation through the community over so many years in so many different ways. It's so important that we capture that. And, and exactly what you just said, right? This year in particular, um, our chapter is embarking on uh, this social action program, right? So as we go forward, 
and consider today's many community needs. Let's talk about the Midland Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated's program, right? This program is starting a conversation on what it means to dwell in an anti-racist society by first examining the state of Black America through the work of a well-regarded writer, Eugene Robinson, right? So Mr. Robinson is a Washington Post columnist and published author, addresses in his book entitled Disintegration, the Splintering of Black America, the fractured identity of Blacks in the US. Robinson argues the generational changes have influenced what it means to be a Black American. In Disintegration, Robinson suggests the general Black community exists as four different groups, those who comprise uh, the abandoned poor, immigrants and poor um, people of mixed race, um, the mainstream middle class, and the powerful elite. So notably, uh, the meaning of the Black experience is different for each group, right? With this difference comes disenfranchisement. Even within the culture, uh, thus the title of the book and the focus of the splintering. Uh, so prior to the launch of Robinson's work, um, back in, in 2010 um, and uplift in 2015, much of what was a part of the general discussion had to do with the ability of Blacks to advance economically and overcome modern segregation. According to uh, 2018 US Census data, Black and Indigenous people of color are more likely to live in poverty with Native Americans at 25.4% accounting for those most likely to be poor, um, followed by Blacks at 20.8%, Hispanics 17.6%. Comparatively, whites had a poverty rate of 10.1%, while Asians had a very similar poverty rate at about 10%. So what, what makes the writing relevant for today, and some may argue that the book is out of date, um, and some will argue that it's not, but what we feel makes the book um, and the writing relevant for today is that little significant progress has been made. And if we didn't believe that, the last 12, 18 months would, would show and prove. Moreover, the current election season and election now of our new president and the COVID-19 pandemic uncovered greater depths of Black fragmentation financially and socially. So in 10 chapters of this book, the Midland Alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated will use Robinson's work to engage in courageous conversations about the inability of Black Americans to advance in measurable ways compared to the other races, right? Additionally, uh, they will explore what Robinson's asserts is a deficit in contemporary Black leadership. So community conversations with the Deltas will actually commence um, with the publishing of this first podcast on January 28th, in partnership, um, the broader program with the Midland Center for the Arts and the Midland Area Community Foundation's Cultural Awareness Committee. Uh, we really want to thank our special uh, partners for supporting this program and are really looking forward to working with them. Uh, and for the audience who's listening to this program, we truly hope uh, the community joins us on this journey, starting in January to the end of April, 
as we will have many insights to share through the podcast as well as the community forums that will, are being planned, lessons to learn from one another, and work to do to drive meaningful, positive change toward racial and socioeconomic equity in our community. We encourage everyone to visit our program at our website, www.midlandmidst.org on the upcoming events tab for more information and other upcoming event dates. Linda, I wanna thank you again. I've learned so much about you today. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting this podcast with you. And um, I just wanna ask if you have any other parting thoughts you'd like to share before we close today. Um, actually, I don't. I, again, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I think that the community is in for a treat. And I think that we are going to see some wonderful things come out of um, this whole um, process. And thank you again. Awesome. Well, Midland community, we are coming for you. So stay tuned and visit the website regularly for more information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.